All right, everyone, before the show, I just want to take a moment to shout out to our sponsor, The Bye Bye Man. The Bye Bye Man is right now in theaters. You can go see it. It's a really good horror movie styled after Wes Craven, I think, or something. I don't fucking know. They didn't give us very much ad copy. Uh, but yeah, go see The Bye Bye Man. It's number one movie in theaters uh, and look forward to its sequel, The Hello, My Baby, Hello, My Honey, Goodbye, The Man. Yeah, okay. Great. So cool. Awesome. We're sponsored by The Bye Bye Man this week. I'm sorry I didn't tell you earlier. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's like how like art Have is ever, made. Did, like did jazz. Did We're playing did jazz, ever watch, baby. Huh? Did you ever watch Marble Hornets and think, you know what? This isn't scary. This is too scary for me. I'm a little scared of this. Uh-huh. Well, the Bye Bye Man is right for you then. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it like definitely. Blair, Blair, on. what's your favorite scene in the Bye Bye Man? <laughs> I think I really like the scene um, where they say his name and then just don't comment on how fucking stupid it sounds, you know? Yeah, that that was a really good scene. I think my favorite part is when the Bye Bye Man takes off his coat and he's just bare-ass naked and his dick is out. I mean, yeah. It was a bit experimental and I wasn't really expecting the Bye Bye Man to go there, but you know, I kind of applaud the, the filmmaking. You know, in, like, five years, people are going to be like, wow, that was super iconic, you know? Yeah, no, the Bye Bye Man is going to stand the test of time, undoubtedly. So thank you to uh, Luke. No, I was about to say Lucas Films. That is not no, who produced the Bye Bye Man. No, it was definitely Lucas Films. <laughs> yeah, thank you, for Luke, thank you, Lucas right. Films. Uh, we look forward to seeing Jar Jar Binks in the next Bye Bye Man. Uh, here's the title for you, The Jar Jar Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just throwing that out there. Just going to pitch that one to you, Georgie. Just, uh, you know, let me just lob this softball right over the home plate. Now, this is pod racing, but bye-bye, man. <laughs> the thing That's me about, lobbing the softball. <laughs> the thing about the bye-bye, man, is I feel like it taps into a very specific paranoia that, like, people would, like, genuinely find terrifying if it wasn't attached to, like, the most stupid brand in the world, you know? Blair, Blair, they're sponsoring us this week. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you can edit that out in post. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know. I have to submit the raw audio file. Oh, my God. To, to to Univision, to, to Enron. I have to submit the re- the raw audio files to Enron. Oh my god. Wait, what was the company that like did the insider trading or whatever? Was it Enron? I have no idea. Hold on, I gotta Google this real quick. Okay. I'm gonna find out some trivia. Enron. Yeah, Enron. Okay. And uh, the Bye Bye Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see if there's a plot synopsis of it on Wikipedia because I've been waiting to read it. Oh. Um, it was produced, so thanks to STX Entertainment, um, really glad to have this, but here's the quick pitch. Three college students move off into an old off-campus house where they find themselves haunted by a supernatural entity called... The, the Bye-Bye Man? Who may be responsible for possessing various people and causing them to commit killing sprees throughout recent history. The students discover the origins of the Bye-Bye Man and find that there is only one way to avoid the curse. Don't say or think his name, because once the Bye-Bye Man gets inside your head, he takes control. So, they weren't courteous enough to provide us with any actual ad copy, so this is the closest we're really going to get. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, so, thanks to STX Entertainment, and I look forward to the next movie you're going to put out, which is, uh, fucking... A Bad Mom's Christmas. All right. Yeah. Great. So thanks. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Bye-bye, man. In theaters near you. (laughs) Hopefully. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't miss it. Yeah. (laughs) You you won't want (laughs) to. And remember, don't, don't say it, don't think it, and don't miss it. The bye-bye, man. (laughs) Ah, that's so shitty. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid fucking podcast. (laughs) 
masturbating, everyone. Uh, the stupidest podcast um, in like the 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 the, the eastern side. Yeah, of and also America. worldwide, the podcast that is most like a John Carpenter movie without actually being a John Carpenter movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's up, Blair? Not 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 a whole lot. Um, so I, I I'm still kind of upset that there's like I haven't gotten a plot synopsis of the Bye Bye Man yet. <laughs> like there's not one on Wikipedia yet, and I'm really upset about that because I want to know what happens in the Bye Bye Man. I mean, you just have to see it yourself. Like I guess like how I, I'm just gonna find a camera though. <laughs> no, you have to use your like hard-earned U.S. American dollars to see the fucking Bye Bye Man. Oh my god! What, can I go see something else? I mean, no, you can't. It's, it's your civic responsibility <laughs> what if, what if to I go see s- the Bye Bye Man. What if I went to go see like La La Land or something? Um, I, I mean, they're basically the same movie. I mean, the name sounds kind of similar, La La Land, Bye Bye Man. Yeah, so, like, they're basically the same movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ryan Gosling plays the titular Bye Bye Man. Yeah. Just like he played the titular character La La Land. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of weird, but, um... uh, Mr. Land, Mr. Land, please. Mr. Land was my father. Call me La La. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So... uh, before we get into what do we watch this week, anything interesting in horror movies happening? Uh, if anything has been happening, I haven't been keeping my finger on the pulse of it. Like, the only ads I've been seeing on YouTube are for the Bye Bye Man and Split, which is like, uh, YouTube is how I get my advertisements for horror movies nowadays. <laughs> I mean, who has the time to, like, you know, yeah, do other things? <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, that's really it. Not like we, we've said our piece on Split many times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't need to. We did that on the, I believe, way back in the fucking um, Cabin in the Woods episode. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. That was a uh, almost. Uh, that was a little bit over twenty episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been harping on this garbage movie for five months, and it's like only just now come out. Yeah, it, it's not even out yet. It's coming out this Friday. Oh my god. Can, like, I'm just, like, so sick of it. Like, So buy your tickets to see Split now, everyone. Can, like, 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 I might Shyamalan or whatever, like... Go back like, to making movies about plants that make people commit suicide, you fuckhead. I mean, he, he just has to accept that he's, like, not gonna make another good movie since... The unfortunate thing is, I've seen people who have, like, early release copies, like, praising this as, like, a return to form for Shyamalan. Yeah, actually, I've seen that, too. And, but, you know, most of the mentions are, like, cinematographically. That's not a word, but I'm saying it like that. And, like, the acting is fine. Um, I I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to, like, praise the movie whatsoever, but, like, playing, like, 23 characters is a feat, yeah. Like, like if, James, if James McAvoy can do that, like, not even, like, good, but, like, adequately, like, if he does 23 characters adequately, yeah, that's, that's like, a feat. I mean, there's, like, things to be said about movies that, like, are, that make them, like, the individual elements that make up a good movie, but that still doesn't make them as a whole, like, a good movie, I guess. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, remember how we said we weren't going to talk about Split? <laughs> I know! Fuck! <laughs> we get roped in! We have okay. We have a, a vow of silence from here on out. But no, but Split comes out split. next week. We have to talk about what the shitty twist is when it turns out that the girl who was abducted also has dissociative identity disorder, and all three of the girls that she got abducted with are actually all the same person. 
Oh my god! You know, I heard that the other because one because one of the girls because and it's gonna be like one of the girls is black, so she like she uses her her super di- dissociative identity disorder powers to to shape shift into a into a black person. Yeah, because that's how like mental illness works. What? Okay, speaking of Shaman, did you like hear about the visit? Because like I watched a review of it recently. And it looks like some, like, hot garbage, and I don't know, like, what's going on anymore. It looks like, honestly, when I saw the trailers for it, I was like, this kind of looks campy and fun, and oh, it's directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I honestly don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, it looked, like, not great, but it looked, like, passable. Yeah, like, it's supposed to be a horror comedy. I heard the comedy parts aren't very funny, and the parts that are funny aren't supposed to be funny. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about things. Uh, let's talk about the movie we watched this let's week. Let's talk about It Follows. It Follows. What does it do, Blair? What's it do? It Follows? Yeah, good job. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so... So this movie was made by someone who had a giant fucking boner for John Carpenter's 80s movies. Like, this movie is like... This movie is like if someone had pitched the thing slightly differently, this is what it would be. It's the thing, but hornier. It's the thing, but hornier and a single entity. Yeah, basically. And probably would not result in the dooming of mankind. <laughs> yeah, just just like the dooming of like uh, a specific lo- chain of like people. a specific lineage of people that fucked. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I'm pretty sure if you've had your finger on the pulse of the horror like scene, even if you haven't, you know. Yeah, you've like, heard about this movie. You've prob- you're probably pretty familiar with it. Uh, the conceit is pretty simple. There's uh, this entity that like follows you slowly. Um, uh, and like, and can shapeshift to look like anything, anyone. Yeah. And it's transmitted from like, so like if you fuck another person, like it doesn't follow you anymore, but it follows that next person. And if it kills them, then it goes back to following you. Yeah. So yeah, the only reason, the way you can get rid of it is like having sex. Um, So there's one, I want to just like dive into this off the bat because it's kind of a recurring thing in this movie. This movie is obviously about how scary sex is, like the fear of sex and sexually transmitted diseases, because the ghost, like the ghost, the entity, is a sexually transmitted ghost. Like, yeah. It's an STG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing, like, th- there's a real, like, weird tone thing to this movie, because to me, that, the once I was, like, 20 or 21 or something, like, 22, like, what these characters are, mm-hmm. I wasn't really scared of the idea of sex anymore. Like, I definitely was when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. Like, and I knew a lot of people that were, and, like, sex is a much scarier thing when you are a teen, mm-hmm. but as you grow older, it stops becoming, like, this less scary entity. And, like, there's a really weird offset, in my opinion, between the characters' actual ages and, like, what their ages should... I feel like they should be high schoolers. Yeah. Because... Like, I mean, I get that there's, like, a bit of a more of a complex state with that, because then you have, like, people, like, you know, then you have minors fucking. Yeah, yeah. And I'll concede that, but, like, the fact that they're college students, but this is still about, like, how scary sex is, it just seems like, it, it felt like a bit of a disconnect to me, you know? I think in college is where you, like, really, like, reach your plateau as far as horniness goes. Yeah. So I think it's inappropriate in that kind of context. <laughs> um... um yeah, I mean, that's I mean, just my pers- that's just my personal opinion. No, like I like I agree. Um I think it's like there's maybe it's like less I don't know. It's if it's if it's not like specifically like a a universal fear of sex, it's mm-hmm. like a sort of like fear of the consequences of it, you know? 
which I think is yeah. more of like something that would be perhaps like understandable within the context of like a college age student, you know? Yeah, and also like I feel like there's a bit of tone deafness happening in this movie. This is coming from someone who actually liked this movie a fair, uh, quite a bit, mm-hmm. but there's a bit of tone deafness in this movie in that like the entirety of this hinges on heterosexual intercourse. Yeah. And it's about STDs when, like, you know... Yeah. And, like, this is such, like, a ja- like a, a, a masturbat- masturbatorial towards the 80s that, like, it's kind of weird that this is all just heterosexual, heterosexual yeah. all the way down. Yeah. I was, like, thinking about that as we were watching it, though I didn't mention it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- I think the risk of that is, um, uh, though I don't know if the director would even consider the specific, like, um, consequence of it is, like, the idea that you might be, like, demonizing gay sex. Yeah. In that sort of context. I think, I think it could be done. I think it just needs to be done I think just, like, even just, like, a throwaway reference to one of the characters having had, like, you know, not straight sex. Yeah, yeah. Or the thing not being passed on by straight sex at, like, one point. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, you know, that's, uh, in the, in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of a minor criticism that I have to levy against the movie. Yeah, I think, um... Yeah, I I kind of almost wish it had like had had that because I think um, it would have like been more realistic in a sort of yeah. way, you know. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean the the complaints I have about this movie um, are like small, but are like enough to make it like I don't. They're nitpicks this. compared to how much you enjoy the movie. Otherwise, yeah, I mean they're. I, 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 yeah, they're small, and I think there's a lot of good elements to it, but I, like, it definitely lessens my, I don't, I don't think I enjoyed this movie as much as other people enjoyed this movie, but I still I don't think, I don't think, I, I think it was one of the better horror movies to come out in the past while. I don't think it's the best. Yeah. I don't think it's incredible. I think it's, I think it is a good horror movie. This was a 2015 flick, right? Uh, 14. 14, yeah. 2014 had a lot of fucking good movies. (laughs) <laughs> just yeah. thinking about but, it but like there i mean I, I i i didn't care about horror until about a year or so ago sure, like yeah. i really didn't care at all um so like i really don't ne- like have my finger on the pulse as to what like what good horror movies came out over mm-hmm. the past 10 years mm-hmm. but i know that like there I, I can't really like think of any that like had as big of a uh an impact like not impact but like splash i guess yeah i mean it follows the babadook yeah yeah. I mean, like, to praise the movie, it does, I love the concept of it. I think it's, like, really interesting. Um, I, I, uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I love how it's shot. It looks beautiful. Every shot. Yeah, is, no, it, it's, I know I said it was masturbatory towards the 80s, but this is just, this is just, like, a love letter to John Carpenter. Like, the music is, it's, it's by Disaster Piece, who's been just, like, completely destroying the... Uh, musical compositions for the past like couple of years he did the soundtrack to fez he did the soundtrack to this he did the soundtrack to hyperlight drifter he has been just he's been popping up everywhere and like i have just heard his name come up like i've heard his soundtracks come up in best soundtracks so many times this Mm -hmm. guy is a this guy is an amazing composer Mm yeah I, I mean, yeah, so there's, like, a, a lot of good elements. I think the place where it, like, is its weakest is the, um, the writing, which is... The writing isn't great. The writing, yeah. is, the writing is, like, not awful, but it's yeah. not great. I think it's, I think it's flat and um, 
unempathetic towards the characters i think but it seems deliberate so i appreciate that it's not bad writing it's just writing i don't care for you know so um it's it definitely it seems like there's like there wants to be this sense of like depression almost i guess oh disaster piece also did one of my favorite games uh like one of my like not like top 10 but like maybe like top 25 or something sure which is a bit trip runner 2 or the actual title which is bit trip presents or sorry bit dot trip presents ellipsis runner 2 colon future legend of rhythm alien nice it's a really good name yeah it's like one hell of a title (laughs) yeah but uh, anyway sorry go on i didn't mean to interrupt you no no it's fine um yeah uh yeah, I, I like there. There's definitely gonna. There's like a sense of like mellowness with the characters, except yeah. when they're like freaking out. So it's like these like mm-hmm. sharp jumps from like being really like speaking almost monotonous, monotonous, uh, monotonely. I guess I don't know. Um, monotonally. And, yeah. Um, and then like screaming, crying. I mean, it's yeah. not super abrupt, and it like feels natural enough. But, I mean, those are basically, like, the two, like, moods there are <laughs> yeah. in this movie. and, like, the thi- there are things that I really like. This movie, like, plays on, I guess it's dramatic irony, but, like, stuff that doesn't, like, scare anything diegetic. And there's no, it's not, it's not, for, it's not a diegetic scare. It's a scare meant for us, the audience. Yeah. It, it kind of, like, it doesn't directly break the fourth wall, but there are, like, moments that are, like, supposed to scare the odd, it's dramatic irony because like there's that scene where they're sitting on the beach and the only one of us the only one character the only one character that can see the apparition walking towards Jay the main character is Jay herself whose back is towards it right now yeah and then the audience yeah and the audience is, and like that's it's dramatic irony there's that other scene where there's like they're sitting in the car in a parking lot and this girl is just walking towards them none of the characters notice it none of the characters reference it it's super fucking easy to miss mm-hmm. but it's just there and it's there for just the audience yeah it's a nice detail and it kind of leads me to believe that we're not supposed to project onto the protagonist um we're just supposed to like voyeuristically watch these things happen to her you know that makes sense um which i guess would I mean, that's just, like, a certain interpretation. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Uh, I, I I just, like, I just wish that the characters emoted more. And, I, I mean, I, I mean, assuming that, they, like, the, the intention is that you don't want to relate to them. Yeah. But, like, I wish I had because I just think I get more enjoyment out of movies like that. Mm-hmm. So, that's just, like, a personal thing. And if you, like, disagree with me, that's totally fair. Like, to um, you and also the general audience listening. I really don't know how I... Like, I, I feel like we're supposed to feel a bit of a kinship with the audience. Because the way it's set up is that only certain people can see this thing. This, uh-huh. this thing that follows. And we, the audience, are part of that group of people. Like, gr- granted, not for the same reason. Because we didn't fuck Jay or the guy before her or the guy before... Or the girl before him or so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But, like... I feel like we are supposed to relate to her in some extent, at least. Like, I'm not trying to fully, like, go in the opposite direction of what you were saying. I think you're also, like, to right to an extent. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I feel like just because it would have been easy to not show the character. I feel like this is a completely different movie if they don't show if the audience can't see the, the villain. Oh, I think yeah. it's still a really interesting movie if we can't see the villain. Yeah. Or the, 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 the creature or whatever the fuck it is. Uh-huh. Like, I think it would have also... I think, like... I don't know if it would have been better... But I don't know if it would have been worse. It would have been just such a different movie. Now I'm just kind of thinking about that and I'm trying to, like, process it. I think, um, I don't think I would have cared for it as much. I think, as saying it, speaking as someone who, uh, like, lives and dies by, uh, you know, keep them, 
keep the monster a mystery if you can, or unless and like don't make your big reveal like what the monster actually looks like. Um, I yeah, think I, it masks itself in a way where it's we're not, you know, not really seeing the monster because like all we see is just like people. Sometimes the people look extremely off and like sort of uncanny. Yeah, but, like, no, like the, that, like the, the like the, the fucking guy who's like seven feet tall. Yeah, just walks through the door at one point. I think there is definitely a thing to that because like. We don't, I don't think, I, I think, like, we see the monster, but we don't actually see the monster. You know what I mean? Like, we see Jason, but we don't actually see Jason's yeah. face. Yeah. Like, we don't know the true identity. We don't know what the monster truly looks like. We don't, I don't know if the monster does have a true form or whatever mm-hmm. that it, like, would revert to upon death or something. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think what's most successful about the movie is that we, like, technically see what's, you know, the object of fear. But we don't understand it. We know these, like, arbitrary rules it follows, but we don't know, like, yeah. the extension of those rules and, like, if there's more rules or, like, like what kind of variables it's living by, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of mystery about it and, like... And like, the fact that, our, and I really like the fact that just like our questions aren't answered. Like I still have a lot of questions about how the It Follows monster works. Yeah, yeah. Man, no. we just had like a really smart discussion for like ten minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely like I mean, I, I I I said and I stand by this. I don't think I like this as much as like a lot of other people liked it. But that being said, I still like this, and I think there's a lot to be said about no, it. No, yeah, I think this is a good movie. I don't think this is a great movie, and I don't think it deserves the kind of like excessive massive lauding that it did yeah that it did receive but at the same time i can kind of understand it because i can't think of a movie that came out that was like as that was like really as big or like did this is just a different movie than we're getting from horror movies these days in terms of mainstream releases yeah like, like we're I, not we're not getting like we get a movie like this maybe once or twice a year from mainstream releases now and that's nowadays yeah. like back in 2014 Three years ago, we weren't, I, to my knowledge, we weren't getting movies of like this, like this kind of odd yeah, on this yeah. caliber of a release. Like we do, we do more often now. Like we get, we got the Babadook, we got the Witch, we got, um, we've gotten a couple other things that are trying to experiment more. I wouldn't put, um, uh, what was that movie about the 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 deaf or the blind man? Oh, um, don't breathe. Yeah, don't breathe. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put don't breathe into the same camp as the other three movies that I already listed, but I think it is. Trying to bridge a gap between super mainstream, like, James Wan jump scare fests mm-hmm. and this sort of weirder brand of movies that we get. Yeah. But I feel like this was just, like, we haven't, ha- we hadn't had a movie like this in a while. So I don't think it does, I don't think, currently, if this movie came out now, it would be, like, people would be giving it, like, sevens or eights, I feel like. As opposed to, like, the tens yeah. or whatever it got back in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, no, I agree. I I mean, it's nice. It's super refreshing to see. No, yeah, movies, absolutely. Horror movies that look good. I think about this and I also think about the movie we watched last week, which would was a horror movie that like looked really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it looked like an actual like cinematic release instead of like some of these like other horror movies you get that are just kind of yeah. like yeah, uh, no, and and I call and I call this a love letter to John Carpenter. It's a fucking good love letter to John Carpenter. No, yeah, yeah. 
I, and, and um, I like I don't I didn't, when I said James Wan earlier, like I'll say this, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't think James Wan is a bad filmmaker. I think he is very good at creating jump scares. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel like there's a saturation in the market. I don't. And again, I think James yeah. Wan. I think James Wan deserves a place in Hollywood. I think James Wan deserves where he is because he makes good scares. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there, I don't think there's a, too much substance to his movies, but I think there is a lot of really fucking good flash in the pan with him. Yeah. And I think he does create some... He creates pretty good tension in his horror films. I mean, there's definitely something to be said within the horror genre about cheap thrills, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, and I mean, like, there's a reason that, like, that man is as successful as he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will never, like... I mean, I'll sound like I'm shit-talking, like, really, like, like Saw-esque and that kind of, like, category of horror, horror movies, mm-hmm. but, like... I don't know. I think it's like fun shit, you know. Like, yeah. it's 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 kind of like iconic and what you th- in terms of horror. I think if you're a horror fan, you can't really you can turn your nose up at things, but like you can't turn your nose up at subgenres of things so much because yeah, it's like you, it's really it's really just kind of like dismissive to do so because like you know I, I I I keep just praising James Wan here. It's just, this, is, <laughs> this is something I kind of got from my one of my professors, but like. He's good at what he does. Like you might not like the genre, but you have to. You you kind of have to recognize the man as good at his craft. Like I, I'm trying to think of like a musical example for this. Like I don't really like metal very much. Yeah. Like of any variety, but I recognize that um, Sunbather is a really good album. Yeah. Yeah. No, which I, I, like... I I couldn't. I can't remember the name of the band that did Sunbather. All of a sudden, my my fucking nerd cred is exposed. <laughs> I don't know anything about metal, so you obviously know more than me, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, like, the thing about horror movies is that it's, like, kind of, like... I think we talked about this in sort of in earlier episodes, but, like, it's kind of, like, pushed to the side as sort of low art in a sort of ways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you kind of, I don't know. For me, personally, this is how I feel about it, like... You kind of have to have like a protective instinct about. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not laughing at you. I'm sorry. Um, I just. I actually left Discord open. Uh huh. And um, one of my in one of my channels, one of my friends is threatening to take away text to speech. <laughs> and my friend Corn just text speeched. Please don't take away my text to speech. My family is starving. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Please continue. I was really interested in what you were saying. Like. Like, horror movies are kind of, by and large, a shit show in a sort of way. Like, I mean, like I to said... To an extent, yeah. Like, considered a sort of a low art and that sort of it thing. Because it's like, I mean, the, 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 it's like pulpy in a kind of way, too, you Well, know? yeah, and it's like, it, 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 to, a, to a degree, it is like a low art. Like, I'm not, yeah. trying to, I'm not trying to sound derogatory, but like, what other genre of movie could Paranormal Activity have worked for? Right, yeah, exactly. Like, people, people, people have tried it. Like, Project X was a comedy, like a, like a house party comedy movie that came out a couple of years ago that was doing the Paranormal Activity kind of shtick, and it just completely fucking flopped. Like, we don't see movies like that for a reason. There's a reason that found footage is a horror genre, because it can't, horror can be done at such a low budget that yeah. it works. Yeah. I mean... And like I kind of, I kind of feel like if you don't embrace that part of horror, that like it, it is kind of just like not bad, but like I, I'm trying to say this without like sounding like I'm talking bad about horror because everyone, you guys know that I just fucking, I fucking love good horror movies, but like if you can't really embrace that about the genre, that like sometimes it's just kind of like a lower production value, really. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, I feel like you can't really get your fullness, full like enjoyment out of the genre. Right. No, I totally agree. I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you're like, not a like diehard, short, I, I, I'm, I'm, exc- I'm excluding like 
I'm excluding like um like movies made from like because like I, I know that like a lot of um other like a lot of uh, other film industries like um Nigerian and Ghanaian cinema make yeah. a lot off of a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as American cinema goes, nothing can work off a shoestring off a shoestring budget like a horror movie can. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like other genres can like try, but like there's something like about shock and horror like like fear and like yeah it's because it's because you want it's because being on such a low budget like it makes it so much easier to relate to the characters and to be that much more scared yeah Blair Witch is so much less scary if it's like high production and if it's not these fucking kids who are just like scared and confused and out in the woods yeah I mean Blair Witch Blair Witch 2016 (laughs) (laughs) the Blair Witch project would have been like like Nothing. If it, that, I, mean, I mean, that's what that's what Blair Witch Two was. Yeah, I mean, basically. Oh my god, wasn't it? I never saw it, but I've just been told. I mean, okay, so the you mean Book of Shadows, the sequel to Blair yes, Book of Shit, Book of God, I forgot it was called Book of Shadows. I'm just that's gonna a, like that sounds like a Silent Hill subtitle, like I, Silent Hill, Book of Shadows. Yeah, I'm actually hold on. I'm just gonna do a quick Google because I feel like that was yeah Silent I feel like Hill it was too. Book of Sorry, no Silent Hill had Book of Memories. Okay, sure. So, but that's Silent Hill. Fuck, Silent Hill's good. Just as a brief sidebar, um, friend of the show, Alec, got me um, a box set of uh, the, the the original Blair Witch movie. Yes. The sequel to the Blair Witch movie, The uh, Book of Shadows, um, and, like, the yep. three, like, CD-ROM games that they did for the Blair Witch project. <laughs> Oh no! It almost existed. Holy shit! I Alec can't play them because they're for the genius. PC. I can't play, and I only have Mac. Oh! So, but one day I'm gonna get a PC and I'm gonna play the shit out of those games because I bet they're from an era like where I bet they're like super low budget and like really, really fucking weird. You know? <laughs> I, like, yeah. No, I'm. Ugh. It was like the best God. gift I received. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Book of Shadows horror- was like. Yeah. Uh, it was just like like a handful of like horny teenagers just like <laughs> shitting their pants in the woods, basically. <laughs> I mean, oh god. So we should we gotta do but we have to do Book of Shadows this coming Schlocktober, right? We'll do Book of Shadows this Schlocktober. It's like iconic. It really is. I mean, like you call like Blair Witch twenty sixteen a shitty movie, like. It's nothing. It's like, it's... Like, we don't get shitty movies like there were in the early 2000s anymore. Right? I mean... Like, we don't get white noise. We don't get Fear.com anymore. Yeah. Yeah. God, we should... We need to watch Fear.com. You know what I really want to watch for Schlocktober? Fucking Smiley. What's that? Smiley, it's the one that, like, fucking Shane oh, Johnson... Oh, God, Johnson we in. haven't watched that before? No, I've seen it, like, several times. Yeah, so, same here. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what I want to watch for Schlocktober? Mm-hmm. This week's sponsor, The Bye-Bye Man, coming out in theaters <laughs> last Friday. What if, like, we watch The Bye-Bye Man, it turns out to be, like, really extremely fucking good, um, but it just has, like, the stupidest name in the world? God. <laughs> like, doubt, but... You know what? Here's my honest prediction. I feel like it's going to be a complete middle-of-the-road horror movie. Yeah, no. Like, that movie can't really be amazing, but it's not going to be awful either. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, no, we don't get terrible horror movies anymore. We definitely get terrible horror movies. We get divisive. We get divisive ones, but we don't get, like, horrible ones anymore. I mean... Do you know what I mean? The Blair Witch 2016 came out... And that was pretty shitty. Incredibly divisive. So. Blair, I haven't seen it, so I- I'm going to trust your judgment on this, but I've seen a lot of people whose opinions I trust praising it. I've seen a lot of people whose opinions I trust putting it in the fucking dirt. I guess. 
I guess. It's a very divisive movie. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that might just be a thing of the internet age. Like, everything is divisive because, you know, you're, you're always going to have some people on both sides of the fence who you respect. Yeah. Or maybe in, like, Damn. five years it's going to be less divisive because, I mean, we talk about what shitty movies, like, were that came out, like, five years ago. Yeah. And, I don't know, it might be different. Yeah. Wow, we, we actually talked for, like, half an hour about, like, really smart stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, wow, okay. Do you want to get into it. the synopsis half an hour into this movie? I mean, I I don't know if there's we need to get into too much detail about, like, the goings no. on. You, you, you no, you, you run through it because I, uh, I tend to, like, go super into details, but give, give, us, the, give us the skinny. Okay, so, um, so, basically, we have our main protagonist. I don't remember anyone's... Jay? Yeah, Jay. Jay. Um, Jay, the guy's name is Hugh. The The guy that she fucks is named Greg. Yeah, I the remember The guy Greg. who has a crush on her is named Paul. Greg is definitely the name of a guy you fuck, you know? <laughs> you don't marry a Greg, you fuck Greg. Yeah, you fuck Greg. Um, <laughs> fuck, marry, kill. Greg, Paul, Hugh. <laughs> you, you marry, marry Hugh. Paul. You marry Hugh. No, you marry Hugh. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. I mean... She was absolutely the name of a husband. Yeah, yeah, you marry a Hugh... Um, yeah, you kill Paul, because fuck yeah. Paul. Yeah. You don't fuck Paul. <laughs> and then you fuck Greg. And then you fuck Greg. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, okay. Um, That's open up show notes, make sure that goes in the show notes. <laughs> Mary, fuck, kill, Greg. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so our protagonist, Jay, has been, like, going out with this guy, Hugh, for a while now. Um, not too long. Maybe, like, a couple of couple dates, of dates. I think. Couple of dates. Um, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, and so they go out to the movie theater, and they're playing this game where it's like, oh, I'm going to pick someone I wish I was. Yeah? You so just completely totally cut, cut out for, like, ten seconds. Oh, no. Well, I was talking, so. Okay, well... I'll edit it out. <laughs> I'll fix it. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to start over with the synopsis? No, no, no. Keep going. I remember what happened in the movie. Okay. 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 Um, so, um, yeah, they're playing this game that was like, um, like you pick someone in the room that uh, you wish you were and I'll guess who it is. And the first That's guy. A, an A of all what? Yeah. I mean, it's like. It's the that's like like my point is that like these people don't act like fucking like early twenty year olds, you know? They don't. They they like they act like fucking someone who's like reminiscing about the the cool shit they said as a as a college student, but they actually just didn't say anything cool. They act like someone who's writing twenty year olds, you know? Yeah, Some... and they act like a forty or fifty year old writing like super fucking dope twenty year olds. Yeah, they act like holding fucking Caulfield. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. But anyway, that's just like... I mean, this is... The, the caveat here is that, like, I think these actors are doing a really good job. I just don't like... Yeah. I, just don't think, I don't think the script is super good in this movie. Yeah. Like, I think the actors are doing a really good job. Like, I don't know that if this actress has been in anything else. I actually don't recognize any of the actors in this movie. Uh-huh. Which is really good because that's always a big selling point for a horror movie for me. Because, mm-hmm. like, if fucking, like, Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds or Ryan... Seacrest? Yeah, showed up in a horror movie, I'd be like, oh, hey, Ryan Seacrest is getting stabbed by Jason Voorhees. Could you imagine, though? Like, could you imagine? That's <laughs> oh the my people God. I want. 
I want a new. I want a new Jason. I want a new Friday the Thirteenth with with Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, Jason takes off his mask and it is Ryan Seacrest. And he, yeah, he was Ryan Seacrest. He's just killing all of the like famous people who also are named Ryan. Wasn't that the plot of Zoolander? I don't. I mean. Two? I didn't watch Zoolander. So. I mean, I remember in the trailer for Zoolander, uh, Justin Bieber dies. Uh huh. And he's getting killed by some a bunch of celebrities are getting killed by a celebrity. Uh huh. Anyway, so this is our Zoolander review cast. <laughs> Anyways, so make it faster through the movie. Go, hurry up. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so so they play that stupid game, and Jay is like, "What about that girl in the yellow dress?" And and. No, 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 yeah. Hugh's like, what about that girl in the yellow dress? And Jay's like, what, girl? I don't fucking... Are you fucking with me? Yeah. And then, and then Hugh's like, we gotta... We, let, let's fucking boogie. Let's let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, he... Then like, they fuck. Like, yeah, he writes it off. They... they, they I mean, they fuck. Uh, basically, he rapes her. I mean... Well, no, it's consensual, and then she... And then he drugs her after the sex. Is that... Oh, yeah, that is right. Yeah, yeah no, or not. he doesn't drug her. He, like, he, like, chloroform... Does he chloroform her? Yeah, I does think he, so. Or does he just choke her out? I think he chloroforms her. Yeah. I mean, it's still, like, completely iffy, but I, I guess I get why in the context of the movie and, like, the logic of the movie why he does. The sex is consensual. The post-coitus is a bit sketchy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was just misremembering, even though I watched it minutes, like, like 30 minutes ago. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, and then he, like, explains, like, the conceit of the movie, which we already, like, covered. But yeah, well, like, fat, rewind half an hour ago. We're not going to go over it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, she's, like, tied to a chair, and, like, this naked woman is, like, approaching her. Like, you know, obviously, like, in not a way, like, people do, and just, like, wouldn't be standing naked in, like, a middle of, like, a parking lot or whatever. Yeah, no, everyone, every time the, the, the It Follows thing manifests in this movie, it's in, like, someone in various states of undress. It's a woman in a hospital gown, it's... A seven foot fifteen basketball player who's like wearing a t a white t shirt and boxers. Yeah, it's you know some kid and like or not a kid like someone young with like a white tank top on. Yeah, like a woman who's like got a tit hanging out and yeah. is in her underwear. Uh huh. And there's pee. Yeah, there's pee. Reason. That was the weirdest fucking thing. Why this is whole there? Movie. Why was there pee? Yeah. Why was there pee? Yeah, and I guess like. And then the rest of the movie just carries on with her, like, trying to, like, get, get rid of this thing in various yep. ways. Like, she does it by the typical way. She, like, like like we talked about, like, we covered this. She fucks Greg. She um, fucks Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Greg's status fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but eventually Greg also gets killed. So there's, like, a paradox there, you know? Like, what if you fucked and killed Greg, but she didn't kill Greg? Um no, so, if you fucking kill, if you fuck and kill Greg, then the, it follows Mary's Paul. Oh, and is that how you defeat? <laughs> yeah, that's how you defeat it. Then it marries Paul. Okay, I see. Interesting. What happen, wait, what happens if you fuck the it follows monster? Does it kill itself? No, no. It that's how you defeat it. That's how you defeat it. That's how you defeat it. You fuck the following Listen monster. To me. <laughs> it kills you by fucking you. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. In, no, it does not. It certainly does. That we okay. So let's cover this again. So if when so, Greg dies, the it follows is just like grinding on his dick. Yeah, I mean, but the assumption there is like it fucked him while killing. You know, it killed him. No, while fucking him or his pants him while were on him. fully. 
We saw him die. There was no chance for that monster to actually fuck him in the time it took for it to launch on him and the time it took for Jay to see it. Well, I feel like if you got close enough to fuck the It Follows thing... Um, it Handcuffs. Would, like, it would kill you, you know? Handcuffs. Handcuffs. Well, like, it can, like, phase through, like, people. So who's to say... Can it's it? probably strong enough to break handcuffs. Does it, it can phase break through those people? Cuffs, you know? It, nice meme, Blair. Nice meme. Does it phase through people? Does yeah, it? it phases through people. Like, pe- no, people no, who can't doesn't. see it. No, it doesn't. Yeah, when it was, like, um, when it was that really tall guy coming into It didn't into phase through the girl. I almost completely remember it phasing through the one girl who was standing in the way. I almost completely remember it not, but agree to disagree. This is a really weird nuance. So Greg dies. <laughs> I thought it did, but anyway. It's definitely strong enough to break handcuffs, I feel. So, yeah. Um, you're so, going to die. Don't yeah. touch it. It'll kill you. Um, so Greg dies. Greg dies. Um, then, um, so, yeah, then they, like, uh... Then they set up a plan to kill the thing, right? Oh, yeah, they try to kill it, even though the they tried to shoot it. The dumbest plan. They tried to shoot it either, like, she shot it in the neck, it fell over, and it was just, like, back up, like, it was, like, not a thing. Like, yeah, it was, like, so oh, they, try, they try and lure it into, like, a pool, and, um... Then they plug a bunch of electronics in and start throwing them into the pool while Jay is in the pool. Which is like, A, that's just going to kill Jay. Right. I don't know. It's and like, B, what? It's like, so, it's like the writer was like, oh, fuck, I need an ending to this movie. You yeah. Know? And I'm, I need a climax to this movie. The climax of this movie is definitely the dumbest part of it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Because it's like... <sighs> It looks really cool because it's in, like, a pool and shit. Yeah, and no, like, there's, like, a side shot of, like, it's just, the, it, you. there's no close-up. It's just Jay trying to struggle to the surface, the thing that follows, holding her underneath, and, like, bullets coming from, a, a, like, off-screen, like, going into the water. And it just holds that shot for, like, five seconds. And I fucking love that shot. No, it's really good. Um, I mean, I think suffice to say it, like, doesn't work, you know? No, the ending doesn't work. The, like the climax doesn't work. The ending, I the ending is is nice and ambiguous for me because mm-hmm. uh, it shows um, Jay and Paul walking down the street, yeah, and everybody that you meet has an original point of view. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day! Mm-hmm. You can learn to walk yeah. and play and get along with each other. You got to listen to your heart, listen to the beat, listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the streets. Open up your eyes, something, something, something. In working together. It's a simple message, Blair, and it comes from the heart. Believe in yourself, because that's the place it starts. And I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day that you can learn to work and play and get along with each other. And I said, hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. What a wonderful kind of day. Hey, psst, hey, DW, whoa, whoa, whoa crash. Is that all off the top of your noggin, or did you open up HZ lyrics halfway through that? was off the top of my dome. That is, like, extremely impressive. <laughs> Thanks. This is my Arthur fan cast. That's, yeah, like, no lie. Okay. A-A-R-D-V-A-R cast. Can I, can I talk about Arthur for just a moment? <laughs> oh, hold on. It ends with them walking down the street, and they're holding hands, and uh, there's, like, someone walking behind them, and it might be the It Follows, but it might not be, and then the movie ends. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, I can't believe... Okay, so, um, Arthur's design used to be a w- way more aardvarky. Yeah. And yep. then he just looks like a weird amorphous animal thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, that's the most cowardly thing I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, oh yeah, no, original Arthur was ugly as fuck. It was ugly as fuck, but they like they like they like you know like. They, like, stuck to their guns, you know? They're like, yeah, we're going to have this weird fucking looking thing and we're going to pu- publish it in books and shit, you know? Yeah. that's what an Ardvarth looks like. Arthur was, like, the fucking good shit, though. Yeah. No, I loved Arthur. Not, like, not, like... Like, Arthur, like, Arthur, like, covered autism really nicely in, in some episodes, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And they also had a really, like, they had an episode about 9-11, but it was, like, really tasteful and poignant. Uh-huh. And I remember that one kind of specifically. Yeah. I I don't remember a lot about Arthur, but I remember being way into it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, what was Binky? What was anyone in that show, honestly? Well, there was the rabbit. Yes, Buster. But, like, Buster's Buster. obvious. Everyone else just kind of looks like Arthur, but with a slightly different head shape. What is everyone? Um... Well, I mean, okay, okay, and the professor was a rat? And yes, if Mr. Ratburn. Mr. If the Ratburn. professor could be a rat, then Arthur could be a fucking aardvark with a long-ass snoot, you know? Like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, like, they had a good thing going, but then they, like, turned over. Like, they rolled over, and they're just like, okay, marketing executives, I guess it will be profitable if our, like, fucking protagonist looks like a weird, fucked-up, like, creature. And I mean, I guess, like, round-faced Arthur looks cute, but he's not a fucking aardvark. He's just animal. So, what, what do you, so on a scale of, (laughs) on a scale of zero to five, like, shitty-ass aardvarks, how many shitty-ass aardvarks do you get in this movie? Um, I'm gonna, so I think I said about a seven out of ten, so that would be translate to a three point three and a half. Yeah, that's about where I'm going. Three, three, five. Yeah. The old three, five, as they say. Yeah, that sounds better when it's 7 out of 10, but uh, yeah. I'll accept 3.5 out of 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might skew a little bit lower, but like 3 seems a bit low, so like 3.25 yeah. maybe? Yeah. Eh. Anyways, so we got some questions this week. We got three, actually. Um, uh, there's, uh, if you want to hit us up with a question, fearbaiting at gmail.com, at fearbaiting on Twitter, or fearbaiting.tumblr.com, mm-hmm. any of those avenues, or you can just at us personally, or if you have any commentary. Um, so, first question from Twitter user at Oscularia, friend of the show and former guest Clem Clem. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think dating a ghost would be? Like, honest to God. Um, a, the sex would suck. B, everything else would be awesome. Okay, but what if, like, the sex didn't suck but was just, like, weird, you know? What if they, like, possessed you and then jacked off and then that was... Right? Sex? Like, right? Like, or, like, it, like, entered your dreamscape and you just had, like, really surreal, like, sex dreams with this Ooh, ghost that you were dating. dreaming fucking the ghost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think... No, I think it could, like, completely rule. It would be, like, kind of, like, tragic or whatever because they'd be dead. Um, mm-hmm. But... You know, I mean, you gotta, like, have to live through that sort of, like, angst if you're gonna have, like, really, like, fucking weird sex with this ghost that lives in your apartment, you know? Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Tumblr user Rise of the Common Woodpile, uh, friend of the show Michelle and future guest, probably Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, who asks, Why do you think It Follows became every non-horror fan's go-to best American horror film of the past decade after its release? I think we talked about we talked about this already, but I'm, I think... I'm going to go over it again. In my eyes, it's a solid and visually interesting, but overall kind of average film, and it's hard for me to, see, to get where the hype came from. Like I said earlier, I feel like... Again, I was not really into horror movies until very recently, mm-hmm. so I can't like speak from personal experience, but I can't remember a big American horror movie that came out in the decade prior to It Follows besides Paranormal Activity. Yeah. I think um, it was... I'm, I, 
Like what? What? Like I'm just gonna do some quick googling while you talk, Blair, because I just want to see what other horror movies there were that came out in those years. Yeah, I think the the main things was that it had a really interesting conceit. Um, it was shot extremely well. Yeah. Um, and then it had like interesting directorial things that mm-hmm. were a bit contentious between people. I felt mm-hmm. like more people skewed towards liking it rather than not liking it, but yeah. Uh, and that I'm, I'm just case, I'm just taking a quick look at uh, some uh, some uh, a list on IMDb of the 75 best horror f- favorite horror movies that someone a list of favorite horror movies that someone made from mm-hmm. 2006 to 2016. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to list a couple that I think would place above It Follows. Uh, okay. Cabin in the Woods places above It Follows for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to cut some of those. Uh, they put The Mist on here. I don't know if I would put The Mist above It Follows, but The Mist is a really good movie. It's been so long since I've seen it. That's the one based off the Stephen King book, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is listed here. I've which, not seen it. But okay. that's like a zombie movie thing, right? It's a, it's a No, it's a comedy movie. That's what I mean, like a horror comedy thing, zombie? Yeah. No, no zombies? Zombies? Yeah. Um, I Saw the Devil. That was Korean, but we should watch that sometime, because that's one of my favorite movies of all, horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paranormal Activity, like I mentioned. Daybreakers is on this list, apparently? You remember that movie? Daybreakers? No, I don't. It was, that, it was that movie where Willem Dafoe is a vampire, and they're trying to, like, find a new source for blood because all the, all the vampires are going crazy. I don't think I ever watched that one, so no, I don't remember it. Yeah, I, it was actually pretty good. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, which is absolutely not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Hostel. Uh, ew. Just saying, this person kind of has shit taste. <laughs> yeah. I heard seemed, Mama was good. I remember Mama Mama being, was actually, yeah, extremely good. Which um, surprises me, because I wasn't expecting that. It was a Guillermo del Toro project, right? Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was directed by Andy Muschietti. Oh. Well, maybe, I felt like Guillermo del Toro was involved with it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is a bit of a boring segment, but yeah, I, I just don't feel like there was like, I feel like the only reason that It Follows got so much applause was because it was like a very unique horror movie. Like, we yeah. were kind of like, not to say that like horror movies were all bad before it or anything, but like we weren't really getting like good cinematography from our horror movies before that. Yeah, at least not in like recent past. Especially because after Paranormal Activity came out in 05, 06, whenever that was, Everyone was just fucking trying to jack off the found footage market as hard as they could. Yeah. And we did, get, we did get some good ones out of it. Like, we got Wreck, and we got, um, uh, we got VHS, the first one. Mm-hmm. We got, um, uh, Chronicle, which I didn't see, but I, I, I know it's kind of a divisive movie, but I heard a lot of people, like, enjoy it. I, it seemed like an interesting experiment, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I definitely think the aesthetics have a big thing to, like, you know. Yeah. thing to do about it so yeah last question from uh twitter user kinder murder friend of the show benny question is it follows only transmitted through head sex what counts as good enough what counts enough as sex for it to follow are handies cool <laughs> i think it i think it has to be like some sort of like i don't know like i'm thinking about this like i think probably handies are cool i think there just has to be some sort of sexual interaction you know? Well, like, that's just a weird thing, because, like... <laughs> I mean, can, it would... can it follow through a condom? I, I mean, I think it doesn't... I think it's, like, the psychic energy of sex. Okay. You know? 
Sure, the Orgone energy. Dr. Reich's sex box. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Like, fully. <laughs> the, the, oh, my God. It, I'm, everything makes sense now. Yeah, like... The, the, the It Follows ghost is the ghost of Dr. Reich, inventor of the sex box. Yeah. And Orgone energy. Mm-hmm. All right. I, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think... Handies are cool. Yeah, I th- yeah handies are cool, basically. Conclusion. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's going to be it for questions. Again, you know where to reach us. Um, before we move on to recommendations, I just want to make a quick little plea. Um, if you guys want to, like, find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, leave us a little rating or a review or something, we really appreciate it. Like, don't feel pressured to or anything. Just, like, you know, if you want to, we'd really appreciate it. And it would help us a lot, and we'll go ahead and shout you out on the air. I mean, we shout out fucking everyone on the air anyways, but, like, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be really cool, because, you know, help help get the word out a little bit more. Get us up those iTunes charts until we're on the front page. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> okay. Anyways, so, recommendations. Recommendations. I got something for you. Got? Um, so... Um, I need a moment. Okay. Uh, so, the, 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 uh, the Netflix... Uh, series of unfortunate events came out. Mm, okay. That's not going to be my recommendation, but it is uh, involved with that. Um, I the only reason why I don't want to recommend the 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 TV show specifically is that I feel like it's not it the 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 decisions it makes I like, but I don't know if everyone would like. So yeah. I'm not going to recommend it. But I don't know if I don't know. But that's vague. Do reread the books, though, because I'm rereading them right now and expect, expected them to be super pretentious, you know, because, like, I was really pretentious, like, 10-year-old. Yeah, but uh, they're just, like, good, though. They're just good, you know? They're just, I mean, they're chil- like, they're children's books. They're young adult books that, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as, I've reread some young adult books that I was really into when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, Artemis Fowl is one of those. Uh, that's Ooh. super, I mean, it's good, but it's very pretentious. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, series of unfortunate events. Uh, go reread the books; they're like super short. And if you haven't read them before, I think you still could really enjoy them, even yeah. as an adult. So, yeah. That's uh, what I my have recommendation to say. this week is our sponsor, The Bye Bye. <laughs> Shut up! Nah, <laughs> you haven't even seen it, bitch. <laughs> okay, no. My actual recommendation this week is the um the comic book, uh, The Wicked and the Divine. Um, it started It started publishing about two years ago, a little bit more. Um, the core conceit of it is that there are these 12 gods known as the Pantheon, and every 70 years or something, they're reincarnated into the bodies of, like, young pop stars, basically. And it's a, it's really interesting, because like, they, they find out that in the same moment that they are gods, and they are going to die in two years, because the, the gods don't live past a certain age. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really interesting story. The art is fantastic. The visual is just amazing. The dialogue is really good and funny. I've only read the first four issues because I only had the first trade paperback, but I am just... It's really fucking good. Nice. All right. That's an episode. That is an episode. All right. Um, so th- uh, for future reference, you can reach us on Twitter at fearbaiting, fearbaiting.tumblr.com. I can be found, uh, at chieshadonaka on Twitter or chieshadonakas.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Tumblr, uh, bramblepelt.tumblr.com or at Twitter, um, at Blair Kitch. And is that it? That's it. All right. Uh, this has been Fearbaiting, everyone. I'm Luna. I'm Blair. And just remember... You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. See ya.